Clemson has a young budding star on their hands at the wide receiver position. And that sophomore Cole Turner, what do I think about him? And how can he make a big impact in 2023? I'll discuss it next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as one of the co-hosts of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And guys, as always, Appreciate y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. If you haven't started, if you haven't become an everydayer, you should go ahead and, and do that now. So, guys, we got a nice show set up for y'all. We're going to get into uh, North Carolina. There's a four-star uh, safety that just uh, left a visit with Clemson. Did he get an offer? We're going to talk about it. Uh, 24-7 Sports has a uh, bold prediction on how Clemson is going to end the season it doesn't sound like the playoffs are in order, you know, from, from their point of view. And the rise of wide receiver Cole Turner, a potential breakout candidate. I can't wait to talk about it, guys. But before we get into that, got to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Cole Turner. Guys, a, 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 a young young receiver, right? Played three games in twenty twenty two. So I know some may some may be asking, well, DP, why would he be a a potential breakout candidate? And, and it all revolves around what he can bring to the offense. At six foot two, one hundred eighty pounds, this is a young man that has basketball, you know, skill set and a basketball background. Um, you know, was a three-star receiver coming out in, in the 2022 recruiting class. And, you know, like I say, he grew up, you know, basketball was his first love. He didn't really try football until high school. So what does that tell me is that there's a lot of growth for Cole Turner because because of the fact that he started playing, you know, uh, re, you know, playing regulated football um, at, at such a late stage in his, in his life, in his adolescent life, right? He didn't, not until high school. So and that was because the coach told him, you know, hey, you should really give it a shot. And um, he didn't, you know, it didn't take long. You know, this young man realized that he was he was good and he was made for football. And it, I'm re- looking at a quote where he said, I was just naturally faster than everybody out there. Uh, he said, not to sound cocky, but I just realized that. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can seriously do this for real. Uh, and when you look at what he was able to do in, in the I'm going to give you the numbers, right? The last three games the the, the more so the last two games, right? Because he only had one catch versus Miami for nine yards, whatever. But against North Carolina in the conference championship, right? Uh, four targets, three receptions, 101 yards on, on, on the day, averaging over 33 yards, almost 34 yards, um, you know, for per catch because of his for his average, right? He had a long of uh he had a long of 68. He had a 68 yard catch. He had two contested catches in that game. Right on two targets, and you look at the Tennessee game targeted seven times. So, you know, and, and who was the quarterback in both of those games for the most part? Cade Klubnik, right? Stay with me. So, Cade and, and him already have a, a, a rapport there, right? Seven targets versus Tennessee, 
in a game that did not favor Clemson at the end. But seven game, seven targets in that game, four catches for 51 yards, uh, with his longest reception being a uh, 33-yard uh, reception. But even that, in two in back-to-back weeks, those two weeks combined, Cade targeted him in contested situations five times. He, he came down with three of those. Matter of fact, no, I can go back. The one catch he had against um, – against Miami was a contested catch. He caught that too. So he was four of six on contested catches, right? And like I said, the last two games, five targets in contested catch situations, and he brought down three of those guys. So what I'm saying is I believe, yes, Antonio, you know, I talked about, you know, my first episode, Antonio Williams, I think he's going to be someone that that's going to be probably the best friend, that chain mover, that, that safety and security blanket for Cade. But when I look at Cole Turner, that speed, it's un- you can't teach that. The ball skills. I'm, I'm gonna, I went back and watched the North Carolina reps, and I watched the ten. Like he's he he makes incredible grabs, the leaping, and and you see that basketball uh, background, right? Where we all, you know, you you watch basketball nowadays when guys go up and, and and you know, you know, in football, it's you know, you got mossed. In basketball, they head topped you. Right, you know what I'm saying? When they go over the top of you and they dunk on you with an alley oop or just a just you know, you were posterized, right? And he has the, those ability. You see that the leaping ability to go above the rim and catch the ball and attack it at its highest point. I'm gonna tell you guys what I loved about watching him in those contested catch situations. He's not waiting for the ball to come down to him, he's going up with full lockout, full extension with his hands up, right? And, and when you're six two, you got long arms and, and you can leap. You extend that window to a to a point that there's no return or there's no advantage for the DB. Because if you can get up and you can out jump them, if you're taller with longer arms and you get that full extension, right? There's that there's no way that 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 DB can make a play. So for K to already trust him in contested catch situations, right? And, and just a, those last two games, like I said, those last two games, and eleven targets, seven receptions. You know, a uh, hundred and fifty-two yards combined, no touchdowns. He almost scored against North Carolina, where he had that deep ball down the left sideline. I think that was a sixty-yarder, sixty-eight-yarder. Um, you know, K put it out there beautifully, and it just gave us gave Cole Turner the opportunity to separate late in the rep and, and pull away from the from the defender, and he did just that, guys. I'm telling you right now, I'm excited for Cole. I, I think with with um. With what this offense will have, what you know, we talked about Will Shipley and Phil Maffa, right? The run game's going to be important. Uh, you're going to get K Clubnick being able to use his legs, uh, in terms of improvisational skills and, and create on his own, but also I expect to see some zone read similar. And listen, Kate is a good athlete, so I watched what, what, what Garrett Riley was able to do with you know a lesser quarterback with Max Dugan at TCU last year, got them to the national title, knocked off Michigan and everything, right? So I know what he can do with a mobile quarterback. I expect K. Klebnik to be involved in the run game. So when you think about that and you factor that in, I truly believe when you add that uh, his legs into play and his, like I said, his ability to create and get yards on his own, but also create and extend the, the throwing lanes and the throwing time and the windows, right, and create what we call second reaction throws and second reaction windows, that will be big for Cole because then you got Cole, it turns to a scramble drill, Cole breaks off late at the top of his route or breaks off from his route and goes upfield, and, and, and uh, Kate can get the ball to him. So I think that there's a budding there's a budding and growing relationship between those two young men on, on the football field that would be beneficial 
if it all works out in 2023 because Cole Turner has the speed, the, the, the size, the ball skills, the leaping ability to be an absolute terror down the field, right? Talk about deep threat and, and attacking all three levels. Take the top off. Force these defenses to play two high safety coverages, which will allow Will Shipley and his quick feet, the ability to be a lateral cutter and vertical vertical cutter when he's attacking between the tackles, as well as getting Phil Moffa downhill and, and, and the rest of these weapons. Antonio Williams can feel real good when he knows I have Cole Turner on the outside of me and I'm in the slot and I'm able to run all these different routes and become such a security blanket and reliable target for Cade that we're just out here humming. This offense can be humming. And then that gets that tempo. And we talked about the tempo with, with offensive coordinator Garrett Riley. Think about it from this aspect, guys. With the tempo, guy, those DBs going to get tired. Think about it. You, ran, you just ran 50 yards downfield. You know, to chase Cole Turner on the go route. But you got a 12-yard out to, to Antonio Williams. Now they, they're at tempo. Then Cole runs another go route. He may, not got, he may have not been targeted the first time, but now he's got you a little, a little – your legs are a little wobbly, and now he can separate quickly from you. And, and Kate sees it, identifies it, and drops the bomb over the top. I'm just saying I'm – just, I'm just painting that picture for you, baby. I'm just painting the picture for you because I want you guys to understand – what the potential of this offense could be with Garrett Riley. And I truly believe there's a rise for Cole Turner. And I'm, I'm excited to see because he's a breakout uh, candidate for me. And I think there's a breakout campaign coming for this young man. So, guys, listen. Listen, you talk about campaigns and 24-7 sports, man. Uh, listen, there's good news and bad news in terms of their predictions of the 2023 season in the ACC for your Clemson Tigers, right? So we're going to get into that next and really see, and we're going to talk about how much I disagree with their take. The NBA Finals are set, and they're here, guys. And you need to make a fast break to FanDuel during these NBA playoffs and the NBA Finals because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to two thousand five hundred dollars you heard me correct that's two thousand five hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win what do i love about betting on fanduel uh you get great promotions every single day the the app is safe secure and super easy to use and guys you get paid instantly you don't want to win 15 grand right with with the same game parlay and don't and don't get the money instantly. They get you paid instantly. So there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book, which is FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 24-7 sports, guys. They have uh, bowl predictions, you know, bowl game predictions for uh, you know, for all the teams and everything, and, and who's going to take the ACC crown. And uh, they updated their call because I think, you know, originally they had uh, Clemson was a uh, at-large bid in the Peach Bowl with Florida State winning the ACC and going to the Orange Bowl. This was probably back in March, so about two two months ago. Well, they've made an update. And their update is that Clemson is going to win the ACC, capture the ACC crown, but fall short of the playoff instead of going back, instead going back to the Orange Bowl. And they have them listed as their matchup uh, right now. The, the projected matchup is a first uh, with Penn State in, in some time. And, and they, they, they put, you know, Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports. Uh, here, here's a quote from Florida State seems to be the preseason front runner in the ACC this spring. 
which is more than enough bulletin board material for Dabo Sweeney. The Tigers, uh, Tigers come off another conference championship under his guidance and now have a di- difference maker at quarterback who develops under new offensive coordinator Garrett Rowley. A lot has to go right for Clemson to get back to the New York Six uh, in 2023, but, the, but this program's been too consistent to play second fiddle to the Seminoles right now. Penn State's two biggest games are Michigan and Ohio State. A split against that pair get the Nittany Lions closer to the playoffs. So, Again, you know, he's got Florida State in his updated prediction uh, going to uh, the Gator Bowl. And, uh, you know, I, I get it. I, I'm not, I appreciate it. Like, like I said, it's good news, bad news, right? They have Clemson winning the ACC. But that, but that didn't, but, but the bad news is that somewhere in the season, they have Clemson losing maybe one or two games where um, the committee would then keep them out of the uh out of the out of the running for the playoffs i think um that's uh i don't know it, it's just it's just a lot you know what i mean because when i look at it for me is the acc is going to be competitive and I, I really believe that it's going to be competitive there's good quarterback play there's, there's some offense that can be very explosive um and teams that can really stress each other or just all around it's, it's all about matchups too they're going to be teams that do match up well with Clemson, you know, in terms of, you know, their starting lineups and, you know, in the trenches, they're going to be some defensive lines that can get after K club, right? They're going to be some offensive lines that are going to be able to really help the run game and reset the line of scrimmage, <clears throat> excuse me, um, versus the, this, this defensive front for Clemson, right? As well as the secondary, there's going to be some receivers or, so, you know, Florida state, for example, their receiver core with Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman transferring in, you got a six foot seven, 230 pound receiver. And you got now a six foot four, 215 pound receiver. You got Jaheim Bell coming in. So yes, there will be matchups that do not favor Clemson. But if Clemson knocks off and wins the ACC, I'm going to tell you why I disagree with it. I disagree because of the cachet. It's, it's different compared to last year. Last year, the offense was highly inconsistent. The scheme didn't work well. DJU didn't play consistent. Nothing, the receivers weren't, weren't great and didn't separate at a high level or a consistent level either, right? So I think that's the biggest thing for me is that this year I'm expecting more consistency and more smoothness from the offense. And if the offense is working smooth and they just lose one game, one or two games that are close, I, I think I said this before. T- I just watched TCU, who lost their conference championship in twenty the, after the 2022 season, right? They lost to Kansas State and still got the, 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 the nod to go to be in the top four. Granted, it worked out in round one where they knocked off uh, Michigan in the close game, but they got shellacked by Georgia. So what am I saying? I'm saying if Clemson loses a close game, but the offense looks more more than competent, you know, looks two steps ahead of competent. Absolutely. I think the I it's all at the end of the day. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, right? I can, I can, this is a safe space, so let's talk. It's all about money. At the end of the day, it's all about money. And there's nothing better than having a big time blue blood program in the final four, right? There's nothing better. There's nothing better, right? I think this would, the 2024 college football playoffs after the 2023 season, I believe this is the final year of the four teams. It goes to 12 uh, during after the 2024 season 
ends into you know for, for then we like January 2025. I think it's like January 20th, or 2025 will be the first 12 will be the first uh, national championship of the 12 team extension, right? In bracket. So why why would you hold that to Clemson? If Clemson looked good, they looked more than competent. They looked like a team that can win the title, but they lost a close game, maybe two, whatever. I just don't see it. I don't. I absolutely don't see it because the parity around college football is is at a high rate in terms of yes, you have certain teams that are favored, but they can be knocked off, right? Alabama, we don't know what's going to happen with Alabama at the quarterback position, right? Can Jalen Milrow do his job? We don't know who's going to play quarterback for Georgia, right? And and, and the defense, is it, is it as stout as it was the past two years? They got a lot of young guys. I don't know. I, I just don't know. They lost a lot of talent, a lot of high-end talent to the NFL draft over the past two seasons. So, again, anything is possible. Ohio State, Ohio State. We don't know what in the world this quarterback situation would turn out to be, you know, once we get to the season and we're three, four games in and, and it's offense, no matter how many weapons they have, can the quarterback get it done? Because C.J. Stroud is a top five pick and he's gone. So the point is, there is going to be opportunities where you might have one team undefeated and that could be Georgia, right? That could be Georgia that goes undefeated. Maybe Michigan goes undefeated again. I'll give them their credit, you know, and knocks out and, and don't lose the game, right? And they beat Ohio State for the third for the third time in three years, you know, three consecutive years, and then some Ryan Day gets fired. But if that even though if that's still two spots left, and that means a one and two loss team, depending on who those teams are, can make the make the playoffs. And I believe Clemson should and could be one of those teams. If the, even if they lose one or two games, if they're close and everything, all the stars align and the offense looks good, everything they look like a team that can that can perform and compete at the highest level in the playoffs. I highly doubt that the the, the playoff committee, the competition committee, will turn up, turn their noses up and say Clemson and Dabo, nah, we're good. The storylines are too juicy, baby. The storylines are too good, and I believe that Clemson will make it there. But, guys, you're talking about making it there. We just had a North Carolina four-star safety touchdown in Clemson, uh, had an official visit, and did he leave with an offer? We're going to discuss that next. Malcolm Ziegler, North Carolina defensive back for the 2024 class, announced an offer after his visit on Tuesday. Quote, after a great visit, I am thankful to announce that I have an offer from Clemson. Ziegler also uh, reports offers from a number of Power 5 programs and schools, guys, including Penn, uh, Penn State, Notre Dame, South Carolina, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Louisville, and Maryland. So you have a mixed bag. You got some SEC. You have independent. You got a Big Ten in there. Uh, and you also have you know competitors in the exact same um, conference in the ACC. And, and when you look at what he did, he was an all-state safety, you know, in his junior season, you know, heading into now, heading into his final year of high school. He tallied six interceptions, and he returned three for touchdowns. And that's one thing I noticed, guys, was the instincts, the, 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 the ball skills, the IQ. This young man is talented, and, and he showcased the ability to play the ball at the highest point, to track the ball, why it's in while it's in flight at 6'2, um, 192 pounds. This is a kid that you also like he played some corner 
Like you saw, you played some corner as well, and, and you see him drop off in zone, read and bait quarterbacks into throws, and you and that's what you want, right? And, and I always talk about me and Keith, uh, my, my co-host of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. We, we always talk about with safeties. It's always the more you can do, the more you can do, the better. Because when you are able to do more, then it allows you to have more, you know, not just versatility, but just more value for the defense. And not only this. But 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 here's the, the really the, the really incredible part about this kid. He's been clocked in at 438 in the 40. Like burner speed. So when you have a safety that can bait quarterbacks in the throws, uh make them make them pay for it, not just okay, I'm, I can bait you because that's a mental game, right? Playing half man and you know in, in zone and making the quarterback think, yeah, that 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 corner out, that high read. Right, because you've got a lot of high-low read offenses. If you're sitting at half man, and, you know, playing the halfway point between the, the high and the low, but you kind of bait them into the to the high, you make them think yeah, that high that high read is there until it's not. And then you go and make a play and you catch the ball, and he, he catches the ball somewhat like a receiver. So he's got some hands. You know, he he, he can corral low. He caught caught a couple passes low. You know, he right to the chest, right in the hands. So he's he's got adequate hands for sure. But that's just the that's just the first part, first piece of that puzzle. You know, if he's able to to bait you into the throw as a quarterback, then go and make the interception. That's one part of making you pay. But if then he can turn it to six points with the return of pick six, that's 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 that chef's kiss, that kiss of death for an offense. Because then if you think about it, man, if his offense in high school is humming and they can average thirty plus, but then you can take one to the house every couple of weeks. That just shifts the momentum and the pendulum swings so far because if it's already an uphill climb, uphill battle to, to, to deal with a high impact, high volume and high scoring offense. And you got a defensive player that is intelligent, um, that is that's really disciplined and patient that can make you pay and make you just regret everything, make you regret making that throw. Right. That's what. <clears throat> That's what this young man can do. When we don't just watch, like I said, just watching what he's what he's capable of. This is a kid, man. That that when you, for Malcolm, it's it's all about, like I said, the value. The value. Andrew Mukuba is going to go to the NFL soon, guys. Like we got to prepare for that. So, <clears throat> looking at this kid coming in as a freshman and like that versatility. What I also like is being 6'2", 192 already. You add another five to seven pounds of muscle to this kid, and he keeps that. He, okay, it drops to four, four, two, whatever. But he keeps a four, four, sub four, five, um, you know, type of speed, you know, and long speed. Guess what that does give you? And especially for this young man, it gives you a versatile piece in terms of you can walk him down into the nickel against maybe some receivers, against some tight ends. Like you can really do different things for him. And not only does that help this defense, that also helps this young man uh, whenever his time comes in 2028 or whatever it is that he decides to declare for the NFL draft. But I just look at it and it's a clear thing. We've talked about safeties and DBs, uh, you know, in terms of from on the prowl, uh, which I didn't say the tagline at the beginning. My bad guys, but uh, you know what this is. It's on the prowl. We talking, we talking. Uh, you know, talking recruiting, but I think that they're making a conscious effort to to continue to build that DB room and that safety room up and get as, min, as many um, potential four and five stars in the room. They're on the hunt right now, guys, and I love it because it's needed. It's necessary because at the end of the day, 
You want to be able to get the right guys in the room. And if you can do that, you're going to be just fine. And I think, uh, you know, for, for this situation, getting – if they can secure Malcolm Ziegler, uh, you know, right now I'm not sure what his top teams are. So like if he has a, his final five, I don't see that right now. Uh, so, it's, you know, he's he's been offered. You guys continue. Like, I'm looking at this kid's picture of him in the – he looks good in the Clemson uniform, but he's got long arms, guys, like incredible arm length and wingspan. They almost – they're like just a couple inches away from his knees. So, you like, listen, th- again, this young man is going to give quarterbacks so – wherever he plays, hopefully Clemson, he's going to give quarterbacks some problems because you got to really put the ball up to get it over top of him. And especially, if, you know, if he continues to improve as an athlete and high point and jump and leap out of this world, man, listen, guys, it's, it's, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem, but man, it's always guys, you know what I tell you? I appreciate y'all for making locked on Clemson. Your first listen to Dan every day. Y'all are my Clemson tiger family, man, but you are also my every day. So appreciate that. Continue to subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm on Twitter. You can find me and follow me, um, Damian Parson, on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Uh, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, go Tigers.